Hello all, this is JC3 from Is This Real? Do you want to start your own podcast? Then look no further than Buzzsprout.com. We here at Green Hour Media use Buzzsprout, and we love the team at Buzzsprout. They are all about helping you succeed. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Follow the link in our show notes to let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. It gets you a $20 paid Amazon gift card if you sign up with a paid plan and help support our show. Join us and over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout.com to get your message out to the world. Welcome, everybody. This is another great episode of Is This Real? And uh, today, we are live. We are live tonight as we uh, continue our uh, holiday, not holiday, our uh, October Halloween episodes. Um, tonight, as usual, I'm your host, Joe. Um, you should know that by now with as many episodes as we have. Uh, we have, you know, Dad, as usual. You know, what's up, Dad? Not much. What's going on? Uh, not much. You know, it's a normal Thursday night. It is Thursday, October 15th. Uh, we have Josh. Josh was uh, did an episode with us earlier with uh, Angry Uncle. Wait a minute. Hold on. Does Josh have a last name? Uh, Roadblock Rivera. Better? Okay. That's better because, you know, he might someday he continues on this path of being on these broadcasts. You know, he might want to get a hat to say, hi, I'm Josh Roadblock Rivera. Yes. Oh, we could have... Josh can have his own podcast. It's going to be called The Roadblock. Now tell him about tell him about our special guest we got tonight. Oh, we have a very special guest like we had a couple episodes ago. And uh, welcome back, Eric. Hi, Eric. Hi, hi, hello. How are you? Good. What How up, are you? What up? What up? I'm is, good, yeah? Yes, he is back <laughs> with us in this uh, live episode. We are live on Facebook, live on YouTube. Um and this episode, this episode, fuck you, Josh, will be uh, rebroadcast Sunday night on eight o'clock on Spotify. Um, yeah, so you can go listen to it. Uh, tonight's episode, as I put in the uh, live um, title, we're talking about Rosemary's Baby. Now, Rosemary's Baby is not a a uh, a movie. Not a lot of people are gonna are gonna know. It's the weirdest thing I know. Um, you know, it's one of those movies where if you were a film student, you knew about it. Yes, like me. But unfortunately, I never actually sat down and watched the whole thing until I saw it with you guys earlier. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a creepy, it has, it's a creepy feeling movie. You know, it's nothing really. Um, the acting feels very cheesy too, cause, but but it's like it's from the '60s, so I'm like, eh. Okay, I'm gonna school the three is because basically. <clears throat> This movie's twice your age. Okay. This movie was done by Roman Polanski. And we all know who Roman okay. Polanski is. Roman Mr. Polanski. Cannot be back in the States anymore. Right. <laughs> like That's another whole, that's an episode for whatever. But the guy was a genius when it comes to making movies. I agree. Okay. You know, and, and currently his last movie, I believe it's his last movie, was The Pianist that he yeah. made. And uh, that that movie is like one of those movies where you can't, 
walk away from it. You have to sit and watch it. Kind of like Rosemary's Baby, because it's a very slow-moving movie, as yeah. we saw today. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets... It gets you know, it's, he's, he's, he sets the picture. He paints the picture for you. And then the movie begins. And what he did with this movie, in my opinion, was he let it, he kind of, I, I don't know how you guys took it, but the first time I saw the movie years ago, I'm like, you know, wow, there's something going on here. He's painting that picture. And is there something going on with these old people? Um, is the husband involved? What was going on? He, and, and then he's when, definitely an old school storyteller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's really history, good at what he does. He, he's good at building it up to a point and then trying to still keep your attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And like we were talking about, like, um, you know, from the technical aspect, because that's how I watch movies, unfortunately, now, be, you know, going to film school, stuff like that. Oh, it ruined it. For yeah, <laughs> it, it ruined uh, Even for you, I know with you, you've watched a couple movies just looking from the, um, you know, uh, technical aspect. Yeah. It's very hard to, to yeah. stop watching it that way. Um, but the, uh, like, the way he used shadows, his shots in this movie made it more creepy. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of jump scares in this movie. This movie doesn't have the jump scares. It doesn't have the creepy music. I didn't see a single jump scare, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. It's I one of those. Just the just... way it was shot and filmed in the. the one thing I did, did notice, though, with the um, with the audio in general, is the the use of the live music that they had in their apartment while they mm-hmm. were. Yeah. And most of it was the like I heard that what? song three different times. Uh, Fjord de Lis, I think it is. Fjord de Elise or whatever yeah. the hell the name of that song is. It's by Beethoven. It's very good. Yeah. The beginning of the movie, I know you guys weren't, you came in like five minutes into the movie. Yeah. But the beginning of the movie, remember remember the movie um, The Amity of Har? Yeah. 79. Well, yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. That is exactly how the move. It's you know, the, the the music was playing at the beginning of this this movie, and what made it even more creepy was the fact that over, over you know they're playing this this music and they're playing it over shots of New York City, and in my opinion the. The um, the movie itself, when he painted the picture of what was going on with Rosemary and uh, um, I can't think of her husband. You remember her husband's name? Uh, guy, guy, some guy, guy, guy Wood something. Okay, he they the building that they were living in was old, decrepit. That kind of was creepy in its own right as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so that set another that set him up again. You're looking at this old building. It was, a dead, it was a dead giveaway too, because that's why I asked you if it was New York. Because mm-hmm. I don't know why, but apparently I pay attention to you know architect uh, architecture and stuff yeah. like that. With the one scene in the hallway when they started walking down after I think they had dinner, mm-hmm. I saw how high the yeah. hallway was, and yeah. I was like, that just seems like old school New York to me. That's why I asked. Yeah, that's the the, the building was was very much at a live prop in that in that movie. Well, yeah, and, and I think it also entails with the. Um, Again, the way the movie was shot, and how the the movie was shot, it was the weird angles that did it for me. Because mm-hmm. you're looking at like the one table scene that like I was talking to you before about. Yeah, it was just weirdly 
angled. Like they didn't like you were talking about. They could have had the four people in the shot. Yeah, eating. typical filmmakers. You could have had all four people. Yeah, but, but they they, they focused away, on yeah the two focus. at a time at a weird angle, like mm-hmm. right behind the guy's face, looking at Rosemary, and the yeah. same thing with the uh, um, uh, the, the, the the older old wife. Yeah. yeah, focusing on like uh, focusing on the the husband in the back and not focusing on her. Yeah, which that that's why it just creep me the hell out and that's what one thing i love about older films is the the non scare factor in it. it's just the creepy feeling of a it. weird enthusiasm of showing how people eat <laughs> unlike yeah. real movies nowadays i mean honestly it's just good storytelling because it's just good visual storytelling because not everything has to be just like how you're just spoon fed yeah, it doesn't yeah, exactly. have to be perfect. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with most movies these days is they spoon feed you a lot. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Get away from the te- technical aspect of this. Did you, how many people have, when you saw the movie, mm-hmm. did you start thinking what the hell's going on? I mean, yeah, from an early moment. I mean, honestly, like we were having this conversation earlier upstairs, mm-hmm. like just from, I think, I think in the first like 30 or 40 minutes of the movie it kind of gives you what the movie's going to be about. Right. Where it just goes on with the whole like I think um was that was that oh, who who was that other old man that was to ro- that was Rose uh Oh, was, um, ro- was that her father? No, that, no, was, that a was a friend. A friend? That was a friend, yeah. Yeah, when he first mentioned the whole like satanic witchcraft thing, that's when I kind of had a feeling of what the movie was going to be about. I was like very, very, like very big. And I uh, I kind of talked to myself in Spanish. I told myself, that movie is going to be about witchcraft. It's going to be about some people trying to get this woman because they're trying to have – they're trying to have a kid, so like mm-hmm. I feel like some crazy shit's gonna happen, and right. then yeah, some crazy well, shit. That's happens. that's the funny thing about that. When I first saw and this, that was movie, my first time watching that movie, by the way. Yeah, when I first saw this movie, I guess I wasn't paying attention because I don't remember anything about witchcraft in the movie. And when I saw her bring out the witchcraft book and about uh, what happened when guy got the the one actor's tie and the guy the yeah, actor yeah. lost his sight and stuff like that and yeah, then from from that moment instantly like I I already knew that that was straight witchcraft and on top of the the because like I have family that's kind of like that tries to like look into shit like that like brujeria and all that shit but it's yeah. just like Ruha. yeah but and it's just like certain things like that it was just like dead giveaways for me where it's just like the whatever the fungus that was in that sphere mm, I yeah. knew I knew that that was like a pendant that's like a gift that you're not supposed to be like wearing something like that where it's supposed to like it's gonna bring you like some type of luck but it's gonna cause misfortune on others type thing yeah and where that where that, where that part where you're saying with the with the pendant where that really tied in is when she was sitting in a doctor's office and she was waiting to see the doctor yeah and and the doctor's I guess nurse or whatever yeah. said to her or, or you know yeah the doctor's got that too and she already had the suspicion because she had her suitcase and she was ready to leave she wanted to get out of this she wanted to go yeah. and then when she when the, when she was told that the doctor has this too and the mere fact that um, her neighbors I, was, I fell asleep for I fell asleep for for, for, well, a, yeah, good so, chunk, for a good chunk of the movie so basically what happened was she when she was starting to put all things together because uh, the one older gentleman died her friend her friend, her friend yeah. died yeah um, 
she was starting to put things together because she asked about uh, uh, you know the actor who lost his sight and if he lost something and he's like oh I lost my tie but me and your husband switched ties so basically what the husband did and he bewitched she, uh, the actor yeah but you have to go back because she uh, she put two and two together because of the fact that she remembered uh, this guy lost his glove Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting to that. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. yeah. Be, uh, so, the, so the the actor was bewitched by the husband, and then when her friend was, po- what well, I can't remember the friend's name, but when her uh, friend was poking around, wasn't it Birch or something like that? Something uh, to that. Degree, yeah, something to that effect. I'm, I'm I'm looking down the thing right now while I'm talking, but um, her uh, like her friend was poking around, and her husband came home early, which apparently he never did. And he, uh, the friend lost the glove while he was trying to leave. And then literally the next day he goes into a coma and three months later he dies. Right. So the friend, the husband bewitched the friend and then she was putting all that together while talking to the actor who the husband bewitched for that part. So when, um, she was leaving because she was like, fuck all of this. I'm not letting nobody touch my baby. She was going to go to the doctor who, which I don't know why she didn't put two and two together because the two, uh, uh, Minnie and Roman, who are the, the two older couple, they sent, her, sent her to that doctor. Right. I would put two and two together too. I like, think she finally got the message when when like, she was sitting in the doctor's yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, honestly, like again, this is probably like the the Hispanic part in me. If I saw that that the the what was the what was the woman that killed herself? Ter- ter- Terry. Terry. If mm-hmm. if when I saw Terry die, have that same necklace, and they're mm-hmm. giving me the same thing, instantly my mind would have been like, no. See that that's the part. No. Me, me and you missed this, this yeah, afternoon. Yeah. Instant, instantly, my mind would have been like, no, no, I refuse to accept this. Yeah, I don't accept I, anything I, like, that was again. But that's because like I, I have an idea of of what that stuff is and like what dangerous supernatural stuff can come with that but it's just like I, I just refuse I would not accept that at all I'd probably burn it so Eric's telling us that the movie would have been eight minutes long well, yes speaking from a Puerto Rican standpoint no, I know exactly what he's talking about that's why I didn't interrupt yes it would have been like eight minutes long because we would have burned the shit and got the hell yep, out there mm-hmm. then we would have probably like we put it right we put it like <laughs> We probably would have seen. Like, you probably had like you would have called you. You would have called your grandma. You would have called your grandma, and then she would have saved. And she would have come sage the house. Yeah, exactly with a prayer, with a prayer, and she would have left the uh, the sun, the white santeria. Um, oh God, I haven't heard that in so long. The white santeria candle. Yeah. Leave no, it on the. Leave it on the every entire night before night. bed. Yep. Oh leave it on the entire. Well, that's night. that's mostly any horror movie. That's mostly any horror movie. If it was, if, if there was Spanish people in that horror movie, it would have been like ten minutes long. Paranormal yeah. Activity wouldn't even have happened they wouldn't even have started filming the first whisper they would have fucking moved out okay (laughs) no (laughs) but yeah so like from that point when i i knew you know because i am during the movie when hutch it's the guy's name is hutch hutch when he lost his glove i was like i told you guys i'm like he's dead something's gonna happen to him (laughs) he's done yeah you called that on um, but yeah, so I think that was the uh, like the biggest thing that when I started like oh there's something on and the husband's part of it um, that put two and two together. But what creeped me out the most was and we'll we'll talk about the because I if you know this movie, the people who are listening, if whoever's listening, um, 
Your discretion advised. Yeah, if no, if you know this movie, you know about the satanic rape scene. You know about all that, and we'll get to that in a minute. But the one part is that that creeped me out the most was at the end of the movie. Well, mostly towards the end when they all literally when she locked herself in the apartment and then they all came in. Yes, can we talk about that for a second? Because I think. Polanski did that really well because I did not put two and two together until we re- we rewatched that scene because I thought how funny it was and I was that's why I mentioned the architecture because I'm like why the hell is that all so huge mm-hmm. why does it look really big and then I didn't put two and two together until we saw the two goofy fucks walk across the screen all weirdly and that was when we put uh, that's when we kind of figured it out and then we actually saw like the closet and stuff yeah, in yeah. the hidden room I was like that did totally did not catch on to and that. then I, I put two and two together with uh, how they got her into that rape scene yeah yeah, was because of that room they just yeah. took her through there which I'm like they're gonna like like in the back of my head they're gonna move a whole entire woman like they're gonna drag her down three flights of stairs to a room just so, cause yeah. to me that looked like a basement when when that happened yeah but I'm like you know, I have a question though. Does that back part go into the rent of the of the apartment? Is that part of the rent? Like, you know, unless you know about it. <laughs> I, I I'm just I'm just, just saying like real estate agent. No, I'm just saying like like there's a secret doorway in the closet that leads to four or five more rooms and a uh, whole hallway. Like, uh, Joe, does that part of the I, rent? Joey, everyone was in on it. I don't think she even knew how much the rent was. <laughs> yeah, talk I, about I, it. I think her rental status is not really part of the show. <laughs> Well, the guy, was a, freaking, the guy was a freaking actor, bro. How much money could he have really been making? <laughs> I tell you one thing. John Cassavetes, the guy who played uh, the husband. Guy. 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 I just. Basic ass you man. Know, <laughs> right? No offense to him or his family. I just don't like him as an actor. I just, To me, first of all, he looks too much like Roy Scheider. And I thought he looked like Al Pacino. No, he looks to me. Well, he was supposed to get the, the part in Jaws. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then they, they brought in Roy Scheider. Mm. You know, and they look, he's like they're fucking twins. Well, that's why. Roy Scheider is a much better actor. They did a better they did a better choice for him to be in. in, in thing. I just don't like Cassavetes. I, 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 uh, I've seen him in a couple of movies. And to me, I saw him, if anybody saw the movie The Incubus back in 1982, nope. oh my God. Oh my God. Did not see that movie. That's the first movie I ever went back to the box office and demanded my money back. Because it was that bad. That was you could get you can get three fifth graders together and write a better movie and produce it, film it, edit it, do whatever than what they did on that on that that movie. That movie was fucking horrible. It's all about a demon, and, and oh my god, it was all over the place. But then again, it was 1980s, and every two minutes you had another it's movie coming out. You know, it was like. Uh, Every two minutes, there was another horror movie slash slasher movie slash teenagers in the forest. Well, movie. I mean, if yeah, you 80s was just shot. Go back movies, and listen right. to uh, our Green Hour Media, and we did. And at this week's episode was about the slasher genre. Oh yeah, you mentioned and all that. that. Yeah. So go back and listen to that, and you can hear what the hell Dad was talking about because we we literally ran down the list of from Halloween in 1978. All the way down to uh, all the way to like 1995 was like the the bulk of slasher movies, yeah. and in the in the like the mid 80s, you had 50 to 60 movies a year come out just in that slasher like. You know, there's a guy yeah. with a knife going around, stuff like Valentine's that. Valentine's Day. I mean, anybody see the original Valentine's Day? I saw the remake. Oh, okay, the original one was the, they're running down to something to do with. Um, 
It's a um, mine or something like that. Yeah, right? it was a carnival, and then they, they hid the, the guy who was in the mine, and I remember he was... He was hiding there, and he had half an arm or something. From what I remember, but that was one of them. Sleepaway Camp too with Pamela Springsteen. Mm. You know, at the end, it turned yeah, out we she were, was actually a boy. I mean, yeah, we, we were talking about that on there too. Um, but yep, yeah, for the man. <laughs> but for for this movie, I and like I said, it's that the early sixties, not early sixties, late sixties. Um, the the creep factor for me was there. It's just you know, if you're looking for a horror, scary like. You're not going to get that. You're going to get more of a um, like slow move. You have to think about it. It's a very, it's a very thriller, suspenseful type of. Yeah, movie. I was going to say that. I would consider it more. Of you that you ha- definitely else. have to put. The, you definitely have to actually sit there and watch it. If you don't watch it, you're going to lose it. Yeah, it's not a, it's not an Exorcist type movie. Um, the, the, I don't I can't even say it was horror because at the end of the movie, you knew what was going on. And, you know, when they start running around, the old people start saying, hail Satan, hail Satan, or whatever. You know, to me... Best part of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was probably <laughs> the climax of the movie, but to me, the movie was okay. It was slow. No, the climax... Okay, we'll, we'll get into this now. The climax of the movie was the rape scene. It had to be. I don't know. To me... Because it's, it's creepy. Yeah. And like I think at that point, it's just like they kind of just like how your guys are saying how he painted that photo. It's kind of like at that point, you kind of just like, OK, boom, slap. This is what's happening. Yeah. Now, here's what happens after all that. Mm. Yeah. But I don't think it was really solidified. Well, depending on how you watch it and how your perspective is, I don't think you could really solidify that until like you start to see her look into the whole witchcraft stuff. And that's where I fell asleep for all that yeah, because, I, even, because I woke up at the end at that whole Hail Satan yeah, part. Because even, even back then, the way they pictured it, it all really did seem like a dream. Like the only thing that kind of made it a little bit concrete was the fact that she woke up with scratches. Mm-hmm. And well, he and, said that we actually had uh, sex I mean, last night. To be honest, the, the husband, during, if you want to call it a dream sequence, turned around and said, oh, she's waking up. And then the old lady, Minnie, turned yeah. around and said, oh, she won't remember a thing. Her eyes are open, but she won't won't remember a thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it was Which, I mean, when you forth. turn around and it pissed me off, though, because I, I called that shit, too, when, when <laughs> like, uh, the husband came back with the pudding. Oh, pudding. Um, the, and she was like, oh, it's chalky. I'm like, yep, there's drugs in it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. At, that point, at that point, I was just like, yeah. My husband was like, no, it's I ain't have no more, motherfucker. No yeah. more. But yeah, so that that rape scene to me is creepy, and it, of course you know the you know Satan came out of hell apparently to rape her, and like it's horrible. Which can I say I was confused for a moment because I thought the her husband was supposed to be Satan. Weird, I thought her, I thought I her husband like put that shit on or something yeah, like that. I didn't, I was I didn't just, realize it was two separate. things. <laughs> he didn't come into like the bedroom with a whole demon, yeah. a yeah. demon costume. Yeah, hey, yeah. honestly, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought it was him that was supposed to be that. That's, that's why, for some reason, it just, I don't know, maybe the way I was looking at it, I Well, the looking at him, because I'll be honest, he yeah. does look like that type of, like, he could play that devilish character. That's yeah. what I thought with the way they portrayed him. I was thinking of, like, you know, like, the, what is it, uh, Devil's Advocate, where, mm. you know, they had that person ah, actually, yeah, they actually had the main, that, that one uh, protagonist actually be Satan, whatever the case well, was. I don't know, for, for that scene, though, I... One, I don't ever want to keep watching it because I don't need to see all those naked old people. <laughs> I agree with you on that one. Yes. Yes. Which, I, when, when you text me that about how you were aroused during that scene, how were you aroused during that scene, Eric? Because I was very, first of all, fuck you, bro. 
What? No gray area there. <laughs> you didn't give an explanation. You just told me to go fuck myself. That's not an explanation. Well, we'll be back after a quick break. I'm Howard Dory. And I'm Jess Dory. And we host Plotting Through the Presidents. We take deeply researched, deeply irreverent dives into the myths, mysteries, and scandals of the men and women who shaped America. Join us as we dive deep into topics like... The undeniable ribs of Aaron Burr. The what now? And the odd feeding habits of everyone's favorite founder... John, John Adams? Adams? Subscribe and follow Plotting Through the Presidents now to plot along with us. Find out more at plodpod.com. When I was watching that movie, because I was just watching it from like every point, of, for every from every point of view, and I was just like, "Yo, bro, what in the fuck is going on?" And then I'm just like, "Like, there's something like weirdly erotic off about this." <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I, it's I, just something that's off, and then it's just like I can see and then that I'm from just like, you, and then Josh. I'm just like, ta- and then I'm just telling myself, I'm just like, what? I'm just like, no, this is this is not fucking right, bro. Like this is fucking wrong as fuck, bro. Like, what is going? Stop what, is go- what is going on, bro? Is that a, is that is that him? Is that a fucking demon? What is happening? <laughs> stop getting it. Stop. Stop it. Wow. I, I think it was just a naked redhead. I don't for judge. Him. Really, redheads? You think? You know, I you know honestly, for the record, <laughs> Rosemary can get it before the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, in the, in the entitled can, uh, you know dream sequence, she did couldn't. Well, I don't know if it was intentional. They couldn't make up their fucking minds of whether they wanted her dressed or not because she went through a wardrobe change, and every time she did, she was naked beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she physically didn't do much for me. I mean, to me, it's like. Yeah, she had no tits. Uh, there was nothing. There was nothing. But I was just like, you know what? You still got it. <laughs> you still got it. Hey, at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, no one's ugly at three o'clock in the morning. That point. <laughs> got the point. That, that, that's a three beer. Anyway. <laughs> oh well. Okay. So, do you know how how much this uh, the budget for this movie was? Though I don't know. But the budget for this fucking broadcast <laughs> just hit the shitter. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> the budget for this movie was... Tell us, Joe, what is it? $3.2 million. Really? It doesn't seem that way, though. It that, that's does it? Because if it was the only thing that you could that, say they that spent still a lot, three... Isn't that still a lot of money, though, for the 60s? Oh, 1968? That was a lot of money. That was way too much money. That's what I'm saying. The only thing you can like sit there and say they spent that much money on was probably the dream sequence. Or the actors. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean if, if no, we, don't no, no. Think about it. It's probably the permits to do all that shit in the city. If they really did do all that shit in the city, yeah, I think it was shot completely in and around New York. You, you got to understand too. You had Mia Farrow in it, who was at the time a really, you know, her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She, oh, she was she's, she's Hollywood royalty. Her father was uh, involved in the, the movies. Um, <clears throat> You also had uh, Maurice Evans in that movie. Now, Maurice Evans went on. Actually, this was on the the old woman, right? Who? That's the old woman, right? The guy, Hutch. The guy who played Hutch. He was. The man? Yeah, Yeah, that's the best friend. The English guy. Yeah. He was just. uh, He had just finished the movie Planet of the Apes. He played Dr. Zeus or Zeus. Okay. And he was brilliant in that role. He really was. And. 
you know, when he was done with that, he did this movie. But he was also an old English actor, and uh, I think he was a Shakespearean actor, actually. Yeah, and, and he looks like he could do some James Bond type of thing or something. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the like, like, especially a, for someone like, a, like that, like an Alfred Batman vibe. Yeah, for someone like that, you he would definitely bring in a lot of money because of uh, you know coming off a of Planet of the Apes that movie, you know. But it was huge. Guess how much it made. That from then to now. Or just then? Just then. Just then? Uh, five. five. I'm going to say 12 million. Five mil. That's well, it. okay, so it, it's just saying box office is not giving me the exact, like, year, it what it made in the year. Right. Altogether, it said it made $33.4 million. Wow. wow. I so guess it made 10 times its budget. You know, maybe that's what the uh, <clears throat> sale of DVDs, maybe, and, and video cassettes and stuff like that, you think? Or, oh, probably. Yeah, yeah I mean, back then those were expensive. Because originally, I mean, that that movie, I can't see that movie being that big at the box office. As far as, would you sit in a movie theater for two and a half hours watching that? I don't think I could do it. To me, it was very slow. Well, it and, depends on on I like. Know. I guess it's, it depends on like the time period. Nineteen sixty eight. Now, for from when I look at that movie for nineteen sixty eight. Could have been that, how they advertised it too. Well, but if you look at that, for, like I'm talking about the movie in general. Yeah. So you had a rape scene, you had naked people, you, and, naked old people, by the way. Yeah, naked, just nakedness in general for 1968. Nude. You're talking about a very, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, um, I forgot. Groundbreaking. The word. Not groundbreaking, but it, for for that time period, it's controversial. Controversial. Again, it's 1968, and I'll give you a little little backstory. Yeah, we saw her boobs, bro. Yeah, 1968. She had nice nipples. Basically, they were nice, right? Based the bar- the barriers that we were facing as a country in 1968 were kind of broken, mm-hmm. and you know we had just come out of the the Kennedy assassination, which basically took the innocence of the country, and at that point, you know we weren't innocent anymore. If you could gun down the president. You know, and well, you had the the Kennedy assassination. You had the, the Bob Kennedy assassination. Well, that's the thing. Sixty-eight. You had and MLK. You had Martin Luther King uh, being assassinated. You had Robert Kennedy being assassinated. Um, you know, there was other luminaries that were assassinated as well. But you had riots. You had the the, uh, the convention uh, in Chicago, the the Democratic convention in Chicago. So basically, what you have now. I'm about to say yeah. So 68 was, is 2020. Right, what you're saying now is basically what you saw then, minus the COVID, and barriers were broken then. At that point, no one cared that Mia Farrow was flashing her B cups in, in a in a in a three million dollar movie. At that point, it was okay, fine. Because, you know, you, you, you had the counterculture at that point. You had Charlie Manson. You had the hippies in Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco. You had all of this stuff going on. You had the two assassinations of both Kennedy and, and MLK. And then, you know, the, the government lying to the people. The government was all, you know, you it was a fucking mess. And 1968 was the culmination of a lot of bullshit. So this movie fell under the radar as far as no one gives a shit. No one would care. You know, uh, we still didn't have, we didn't, they didn't, pornography still wasn't prevalent at the time. That didn't come to later. Um, I think it was 1970 when like Deep Throat and all that stuff came out. Uh, could be. No, I think it was 73. <laughs> but the innocence of our country was taken when Kennedy was killed and it just snowballed from there 
And so nobody really gave a shit. So as far as being groundbreaking, I think it was just going along with the, the, the flow. I think it was just going along with the times. I really do. Yeah, yeah uh, it feels like it does because it's like for 60s, it's just like the whole like satanic cult thing, witchcraft, like uh, be a good be a good housewife. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm reading from um, like I'll, I'll give you the reception from like newspapers. So the New York Times said uh, the movie, although it is it, yeah, although it is pleasant, doesn't seem to work on any of its dark or powerful items. I think it is because it. If it is almost too extreme, uh, too extremely plausible, the quality of the young people's lives seem like the quality of lives that no one, like no one's even, what the fuck? Sorry. The quality of the young people's lives seems the quality that no, that one knows, even to the point of finding old people next to her to avoid and lean on. One gets very annoyed that they don't catch on sooner. Exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, like she should have caught on extremely sooner. Well, she was a nice. She played a very naive girl. I was like, yeah, between being naive and pregnant, I think there was a lot of things going on. So I think they actually. When's the draw between naive and stupid, though? You want to call her stupid? That's fine. I mean, you know, she married. She later. She later on on to marry Woody Allen. You know. So I mean, come on. I'm not talking about the (laughs) actors. I'm talking about the character. Dad. I'm sorry. I'm having a momentary lapse of reason. I'm sorry. Uh, Variety said several exhilarating uh, milestones are achieved yes, in Rosemary's English Baby. English is not our strong point on the show, Fox. <laughs> you. An excellent film version of Ida. That's why I said quiet. Ira Levin's diabolical chiller novel. So this comes out of a, a book, this this movie. <laughs> uh, Writer-director Roman Polanski has triumphed in his first U.S.-made pick. The film holds attention without explicit violence or gore. Farrow's performance is outstanding. So you had... It's outstanding. It's, uh, it sounds so fucking Times New Roman, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, like... What? <laughs> so you have two... You know, to you just described someone as a fucking font in Microsoft Word. Seriously? Yeah. I don't right, question I'm anymore. Just, I'm just making sure. I don't question anymore. I'm just you have making, no idea. I'm confirming. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so um, they were nominated for a lot of uh, awards, though. I'm sorry, we have to go back on this, but it's just like, think about it, though. It's just like, you're Times New Roman. You're as basic as it can get. You're bland, bro. You're size 12 font. Eric could go back to chilling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so one, uh, I'll just get back to my reading. Uh, best supporting actress for Ruth Gordon. Great Ruth Gordon. I love her. I love Ruth Gordon. Uh, Polanski did not win the uh, best screenplay. Uh, he, he did. Was downplayed. Hmm? He was downplayed. Hmm. He did get the best foreign director, and the best foreign actress went to Mia Farrow. So why is this guy not allowed in America? Uh, I think, didn't he fuck his niece or some shit like that? He, whoa, whoa! This guy's was, a freaking movie genius, and he's out here freaking right, he was reading with his freaking niece and shit. We must keep this genius in our blood. Okay, freaking guy. He had rape charges against him, and he fled to, I don't know what country. He fled, that's what made it worse. And yeah, and then he never came back to the states, and he still hasn't been back. Yeah, they said rape. Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> they, they will arrest him when he gets off the plane. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, so on March 11th, 1977, three years after God, that wasn't my birthday. Three years, making, three years after making Chinatown, Polanski was arrested by the Beverly Wilshire Hotel for the sexual uh, for the sexual assault of 13-year-old Samantha Gailey. Gailey had modeled for Polanski during a Vogue photo shoot the previous day around a swimming pool at the Bel Air home of Jack Nicholson. Whoa. Whoa, that's even that's even that runs even deeper, bro. Like so what's Jack Nicholson doing having freaking thirteen year olds in his house? I'm gonna tell you something. And, and and you know what? You know what? This can be a whole other podcast because this, the real the real answer to all that is uh, <laughs> let's, uh Hollywood. Let's uh let's go let's go with uh the, Rosemary's the, baby, yeah. The uh <laughs> the um the uh, what am I gonna say here? Hollywood know. elite. Yeah, the uh, the the rabbit hole really runs deep there and, and you're gonna see Or oh, just like uh, Anthony says about Clinton, allegedly. Yeah, you're gonna allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it home tonight, Joe. Allegedly. <laughs> Alleged, alle- allegedly. Allegedly. All the bullshit all the way, that's the out there right now. Allegedly. allegedly. Fuck. Are you kidding me? Anyway, back to, like you said, back to Rosemary's Baby. Um, was anybody afraid? Were you afraid? Did you, at any point, did you feel fear? I didn't feel fear, but I was definitely, like I said, I think with the way he, he's definitely an old school storyteller. Still, uh, teller. Teller. There you go. Thank you. English is hard. Um, <laughs> English. It definitely, it definitely... I guess kept my attention. It didn't scare me, but it definitely kept my attention. I wanted to know what was going on. Eric? Uh yeah, for the most part. Um because of Bruja. Yeah, the whole bru- the whole Bruja part, I was just like, I kinda caught on to what was happening word, real early, so I'm just like no. <laughs> to all of that. Okay. But I'm gonna keep my watch- but I'm gonna keep watching to see what happens because like obviously some crazy shit happens and she gets freaking raped by fucking Satan himself and then she has what, a freaking kid. What's the word kid. he's using? Bruja? Bruja. Bruja. Alright, for my lack of Espanol, what the flying fuck does that mean? Witchcraft. Bruja means witchcraft, yeah. Uh, well, Bruja, Bruja means witch, but like witch, yeah. Brujeria yeah, is yeah, like brujeria. witchcraft. Okay, alright. I just love that word. Were you afraid at all, Joe? I was not afraid. At some points, I did feel a little bit bored, but you know, as a like I uh, said earlier, as like a film person, I enjoyed watching the different angle of shots that he used. Mm-hmm. Um, but as star, as far as like the story itself, I felt could have used more in it. Right. Um, but like, like it really like. It did it. It did its job. Honestly, it really did it. It really did its job. Like just for just for like in real life. If I hear if I you know come across witches, yeah, I'm gonna be fucked up. But like, and honestly, I feel like he did a really good job of doing that too. Because like, if he was keeping it a little bit realistic. It, it, it would felt, show. It, it would show. It would, yeah, yeah it, it would show that something like this takes time. Like stuff like that doesn't. I mean, yeah. movies exaggerate a whole lot, but like something. Yeah, like movies that does, exaggerate time. It's like lot. my. It's like what my brother says. With the angry uncle. He turns around every. We'll be watching a horror movie, and some some horror movies can get lame. They're really slow. You know, and he'll just, I want a little horror in my horror movie. I want a little horror in my horror movie. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, to me that that's I kept playing over and over again today. That <laughs> it's we gonna get. Some horror in this fucking movie, and then at the end, I don't think I was afraid. I don't think I did. It was any fear. It was like, mm. oh, we knew that was gonna happen. I mean, I, I seen the movie years ago, so so I knew basically. It's called the plot. Rosemary's Baby. Something crazy was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, to oh. me. It was it was it was a good movie at the time. I guess. Now they say there's a franchise. There's more than one of these movies. I, there's, a, there's a there's a film series. Yes. Oh, there is. Yes. 
It's uh, hold on. Let me get back to not IMDb. Yeah, are they tying us in maybe with the um, with the uh, what the hell's the name of that movie with Gregory Peck in it? No, I don't know. The Omen. Oh, I don't think oh, so. They should. Yeah, I know they should. Rosemary that would make Ray. that would make perfect sense. Exactly, Rosemary. That Ray. would make perfect sense. He escaped. He had they they had operation on his eyes. He's back to normal, and he turns up in a fucking suburban Adrian house. Adrian does sound like uh, Damien. Uh-huh. Ad- think about it. Adrian does sound like Damien a lot too. Same. It's it, yeah. it's an actual film series, the TV film series. They I like our conspiracy better. <laughs> I'm getting dun, 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 dun. you know if the fucking internet would like not the I have not seen The Omen. Oh, I think I, fuck I me. think I've seen the remake, and one part that still, like, haunts the fuck out of me is the part where she, like, looked down, and then the mirror, she, like, looks up, and then, like, the devil's, like, right behind her. Mm-hmm. That part kind of, like, scared, scared the fuck out of me. The the other, the original had so many jump scares, and it was, it was slow moving at times, but... <laughs> The one, the one scene where the this nanny says, "I'm Damien, uh, Damien, I'm doing this for you," and next thing you know, she's hanging from a rope out of a window. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a so, really, really good. So the Rosemary, Rosemary Baby TV series, it was a mini series, two episodes. It's two hours and fifty minutes long. Whack. It was produced by NBC. Whack. So it's one of those TV NBC movies. Whack. That starred Zoe Saldana and Patrick J. Adams. I like our conspiracy better. Let's just run with that. Uh, the internet is wrong, by the way. Let's just go with that because I can make up anything that I hello, want on the internet. Hello, hello. And I'm just going to go with that Rosemary's Baby is the prequel to The Omen. Case closed. Can we talk about a little bit of a disappointment, though? I don't know about you guys. The movie's called Rosemary's Baby, but you don't even catch a glimpse of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask if you, like, see like, the baby they, because, like, I remember because I was asleep for the most almost zoomed in on the baby cast that was shaking, and you see her, like, go in, and she kind of pulled, like, the veil a little bit so that way she can see the baby more the second time. Yeah. And I thought that they would actually focus and maybe show, like, a goat baby or something. Yeah, I, 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 I was under the impression. Goat baby. <laughs> yeah, like, something. I was under the impression fawn. that, you know, when, he, when the guy goes, he's got his father's eyes, and that was the picture of the baby, but then when you nope. had said, no, that's no. a picture of the devil or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah, that, that made the more sense. Devils. They reused the same picture yeah. of the devil's eyes from the rape scene. That made more sense, so, but... Because I they think, didn't even look at the baby yeah. after they said the uh, the baby's eyes. She was already. I think she was in the middle of the room. Right. What I what I what I found creepy. The creepiest part of that movie is at the end when she's walking in with the knife in her hand. Yeah. And you know they're looking at her and everything, but only one person screamed. No, the the oh, that the imagery of a bassinet. With oh, a black all veil, black, yeah, with, the with all cross. black, and then an upside down cross hanging there. Yeah, that scared the fuck out of me because in my mind, I didn't know, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, in my mind, that to me says these fucking people were for real. Yeah, they were serious. They, they were serious people, mm-hmm. right down to the you know inverted cross and everything in black, just like you read about with Satanists and whatever. That scared the shit out of me for that, for that one. Not scared, but it actually it hit home a little bit because it's like. Wow, that's amazing! You know, it was serious. Turn your shit off, bro. And it was kind of, and it was kind of crazy until I saw the slight disappointment that I call the one little racist point. <laughs> oh yeah, the token Asian. <laughs> Whole room full. Like I don't like to get racist because I have friends of all different you know ethnicities. But when you see a room full of nothing with white people who are basically Satanists, uh, yeah. if you don't know the movie, are basically Satanists and are 
like happy about this baby of Satan being born, and then they pan all the way to the right, and you see one Asian with a camera. Hey, they, hey, you know what? Yeah, Even Satanists need photographers. That that ruined that whole shot for me. <laughs> like, if I think about it now, like at the first, I was like, okay, whatever. He's probably Satanist. I don't really care. But thinking about it now, it's like it, it ruins the whole scene. For hey, me. like I you said, you could never get away with that now in a movie. Oh no, 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 no. no, no, no. no Even Satanisms and and Satanists, they need a photographer. Okay, and it had to be an Asian. <laughs> it's 1968, bro. Well, let me ask you a question. They don't have back then. Let me ask you a question, and I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm gonna say this, and I know people are gonna piss people off, but <laughs> I don't. I don't mean this racially or whatever. Yes, you do. But no, I do not, because you know, hey, if that somehow was a caterer and he was black, and he was sitting there carving the watermelon. Would that be racist? Yeah, I would have said the same fucking thing. Yeah, I would have said the same thing. Or if you sit there in a bucket of KFC, that would be the same fucking thing. They would have had to pay KFC and their budget would have been a lot more. Josh is gone. I just killed Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, wait, before we continue, was KFC around in 68? Yes, it was, actually. Oh, my God, now I hate you. (laughs) We used to to go in here. I thought thought the shit was like in the 50s or something. No, yeah, yeah, so it was, yeah. That's uh, earlier okay, there. Uh, okay, Eric. I'm not going to go where KFC was, but they used to have me being held in right now. We're not getting paid by KFC, so. No, no what's KFC? Yeah, Popeyes is there now. They used to be KFC years ago. Oh, shit. Sure. Well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. But yeah, that would be the same point, though. Overall, this movie. This movie to me was okay. You know, it like. As far as filming wise, like it, for film, like if you want to watch. As the a film, film student, the film, geek, I was, yeah, I was the film geek in me would give it like a, a solid seven, but like for like entertainment factor, I'd probably give it like a four. Yeah, yeah. I from agree a film her. from a film student standpoint, it's definitely worth at least one watch. Okay, mm-hmm. since we just rated that one, let's go back into a previous episode. Let's rate The Exorcist, and let's rate. The Shining. Start with the Exorcist. Well, and we could also rate from like the, from uh, like from the film geek perspective and like from a detective both. from both. Uh, oh, film geek perspective. Okay, I'll, I'll start with that. I'll give he the- cut your ass right off. Just yeah. Hold, hold on. I'll give that a host uh, on the planet. No, nah, because I had to think about it. Because like I remember watching The Shining once and then The Exorcist once. See, one. like I know how his main his brain works. All right, I've been with <sighs> okay. him. I think he's coming out of the closet. I'm not no. sure. No. Yeah. Um, he called me his heterosexual life mate in the last okay. one. Heterosexual <laughs> means the, the hetero. Like, we it, know. Get we to know. the fucking point. Okay. Jesus Christ. So, what would you rate Exorcist? Go. From a, from a film aspect, like a film student? Yes, I would give it a, we are. Yes. A, a, a six and a half, seven. Like, it wasn't perfectly shot, and there's little things that could be done to make it better. Um... I the re-edit of it was a, a little bit better. I like the uh, you know when he added stuff to it, it, it gave it more of a a, a, a thickness, a more of a base for the for the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as horror, I know a lot of people, as you and I have discovered, turn around and say, eh, "It's not that scary." For me, it's a ten. As far as like the entertainment and horror, it scared the fuck out of me. It still does. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, you know, mom, da- mom, Teresa, you, you, a lot of people turn around. Eh, it's okay. It's not that no, scary. Well, only, I, honestly, to, in my in my defense, like I'll give it. I'll honestly give it a solid six in both because I'm watching it for the first time, so I'm not like, giving it a full like. 
an, like analytical perspective on both. But it's just, like, I'm, just I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get a first glimpse of what this movie's about, or, or like why people like this movie so much. Yeah. So I'm trying to look at it from both perspectives. But like I have to watch it at least three times just no, for me to. Like, which one are you talking about? The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Okay. Yeah, the Exorcist. The, shi- the, the Shining. Right honest, from a film geek perspective, I'll give that one like a like a seven, eight, because mm-hmm. like that one was like. It was a very suspenseful, creepy thing that like led up to like him just going nuts. Uh, it was shot very beautifully too. And I like yeah. yeah, and I liked and I liked the way that uh, the colors. I liked the, it was a lot. It was a lot of. Mm-hmm. I think too, it, with something like The Shining, put that up against Rosemary's Baby, and you, it, the dead spots in Rosemary's Baby were kind of boring. You know, yeah, yeah. her not taking the pills. I mean, did you fall asleep during the, the shooting? I did not. I actually right. remember staying up yeah, the entire time. Exactly. The dead spots that weren't horrific in The Shining were, were some of the spots where you're going, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. This is kind of creepy, man. Well, well, you know, My favorite dead spot in The Shining is when he's bouncing the ball on the wall. Yeah. When he's doing that, I'm like, what the fuck? He's playing wall that ball. Goes, that goes back. That, that kind of perspective goes back to when I say to you, um, when I'm down the shore and I'm on the boardwalk in January at night, yeah, you know, you look around and go, "There's not a soul on this boardwalk," and you're saying to yourself, "That's pretty fucking creepy," yeah, because like, you know you flash forward yourself to July and you got to, you know yeah. thirty thousand people on it or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know. It, but it, you, I look at it this way and go, "Wow, it's all mine. I can do whatever the fuck I want on it." Just like he could do in that hotel at that point, yeah. it's all his. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can do what he wants. And yeah, that's a good point, Joe. How about you, uh, Exorcist? Exorcist, it, it was ruined for me because of my parents. <laughs> um, a scary movie. Yeah, it was a scary movie. I wasn't no, allowed to see. No, and scary movie. Scary movie or scary movie 2 ruined it. Uh, no. <laughs> I, uh, no, because honestly, I think I saw it before I saw the scary movies. Okay. So um, when I was a kid, my parents didn't let me watch it. So they just told me it was scary. So I just you know moved on with my life. And then going back and actually watching it, I think being older kind of ruined it for me because I saw a whole bunch of other movies and stuff like that and I think I might have had an idea of what it was in my head before I actually saw it in in its entirety Um, but legitimately the part that did scare me and I will admit this and I did before was the part where she was crawling down the fucking stairs Scared the living daylights out of me. Yeah, but <laughs> you and a hundred million other people. Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. So from like a regular I had person, I rid of my underwear. I couldn't take it back. <laughs> I couldn't even watch. I couldn't wash it at that point. I tried washing it. Couldn't. Nothing was going to work. From That's a normal, record. from a normal person standpoint, I think entertainment value. Yeah, it's definitely about like a six or seven. For my film geekness, I would give it like a six, just because I would critique probably the same way Joey did. With the, the the footage, the way it was done, and everything right, like that. I mean, honestly, like in stuff like that too, you also got to take in consideration the the time that it was shot in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, that's that's why I I gave the. Uh, you know, I'll give the original like a six, but I'll give the the re-edit, the director's cut, like a seven, seven and a half. I don't think I've caught that one yet. That's yeah, no, the director's too. cut is with the is with it the is crawling. With the crab walk. Yeah, is oh, with the crab okay, walk. Oh, yeah. that's the one I saw. This because okay, okay. if you watch the original, yeah, it does have its boring parts. Okay, yeah. and as far as like um like editing, there are some weird cuts that they fixed in the director's cut. Yeah, and adding more scenes into it gave it more of a creepy feel. Right. All right. I will definitely have to rewatch it then. Probably. What did you think of The Shining? The Shining for me, I think it's an eight both ways. Mm. Both ways. Film geek wise, film geek wise, I love it because of um, the fuck's his name, the one that made it. 
Jack Nicholson. Oh, no. Um, um, oh, the the director, Dad. Yes. Oh, uh, um, Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Thank Kubrick. you. Yes, I am a fan of his, and I feel like with that movie, every shot was intentional. I don't think there was any fuck ups in that movie whatsoever. Oh yeah, it goes back to what we were saying in the the, yeah. the last podcast. Yeah. So watching going, it, it's like going if, with eight because nothing is perfect. <laughs> um, well. I mean, yeah, it was an older movie, but one, I'm also a fan of old school Jack Nicholson as well. So <laughs> entertainment value, that was a hit for me anyway. Storm. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, it was the way Jack Nicholson was back then is my definition of like insanity. And I just mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> so like, yeah, entertainment value, definitely Uh film geek. Yes. Because like I said, Kubrick, uh, Kubrick, everything he did in there was completely intentional. I love every shot in the cons, the uh, composition and everything like that. The creepiness of like the, long hallways and that for me made it at least a good solid eight or anywhere close it maybe even could be higher if i had actually sat there and rewatched it again because it brought me back to when my parents were gypsies in uh pennsylvania because we never fucking stayed in one place for too long uh we lived in an old You're renovated fucking gypsy yes i'm a gypsy i didn't know that not by blood just by the fact Ooh, that we can't stay in one fucking place for too long. Anyway, <laughs> send your donations to. <laughs> Let me bother no, with no, you. No. We uh, at one point. <laughs> I hate fucking all of them. One Roadblock point- <laughs> Incorporated. <laughs> The, what what I used to sound say, like a roadblock. That what, sounds what, like more of a roadway. I apologize to any gypsies hearing. This. What what I used to say, the broke poor in Puerto Rican fund. Do you want to donate to that? <laughs> anyway, no, my uh, my parents, uh, we uh, as a family, me, my sister, my dad, and my mom, we actually did at one point live inside of a, a renovated funeral home. And what they did is they turned it into Fuck I think it was that. I think it was it was, there was a basement, a first floor that had it was actually converted into two separate apartments, and then there was also a second floor. But it wasn't like completely renovated. Like there was one big hallway that separated our apartment, the back apartment, and then the stairs. Yes. And then the stairs that went upstairs. And they even kept the fucking vending machines that were in the hallway there when we moved in. So that brought me back to that when I was watching The Shining. He's the kid from Haunting in Connecticut. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess. Holy shit. <laughs> it brought me back to that. So that I think that like solidified, like What's played on home? like old. A funeral home? Oh, a yeah. funeral home. I thought you said a fuel home. I was like, no, no, no. A fuel. Fuel. No, no, no. He funeral. lived in a funeral home. Funeral home. It was Holy a renovated shit, funeral home. Yeah. There that's was, different. Yeah. There was two apartments <laughs> on the. different from the, a fuel home. Yeah. It yeah. Because I was like, I was, I was like, what the fuck is a fuel home? And I was just like, <laughs> I was like a vending machine. I was like, okay. Yeah. In the hallway, it was. Go back to a vending Okay, a vending machine, big fucking deal. Go back to chilling, Eric. Seriously, go back to chilling. <laughs> hey, Joe, what did you think about it? Thanks for asking, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, it brought me back to that, and that kind of played on some old little fears because, like, the one time I ran, I literally jetted down the hallway to buy a soda and then jetted back to my house. So that kind of reminded me of back then seeing, uh, what was it, little Danny, uh, you know, playing in the hallway. Do the You know, now that I think about it, I should have fucking got a vending machine for my house. <laughs> Why these fuckers drink fucking soda? I could have made a fortune. Yeah, you probably could. I could be living in Beverly Hills, man. You still could. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Yes, Pepsi. Okay, Dad, what did you think? Uh, First, The Exorcist, I'm going to give that for its horror value. I'll give it a 10, a solid 10, because in my opinion, I will... Keep your voice on the mic, friend. I'm sorry. In my opinion, I I uh, I always say that The Exorcist is um, uh, probably the scariest movie I've ever seen. Um... 
As far as the technical thing, I, I'm not you guys. You guys are all film majors or whatever. I'm I'm just the guy that plops down twelve dollars and goes to a movie. But I will tell you this: from the Exorcist standpoint, as far as the filming and the position of the movie, and it was groundbreaking at its time. When I I mean, I lived through it, so I can tell you when you see grown men that won't that watch the movie and won't go into a darkened room yeah. by themselves because of this movie and and the effect that it had on the country at the time. Literally, this country. That's what you. That's what you talked about. You know, you didn't. Now, to me, I was thirteen at the time when this that came out. Deep throat. I was thirteen at the time, <laughs> and talk about that, Joe. That movie. God, that was hell. like I had a giant crush on Linda Blair. Still, you do. creep, fucking. You creep still do. That's the girl. That, again, that's I the woman that broke her spine, right? No, no, no. That's that's the 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 chick that played the the demon that played Reagan. Right. Oh, you were thirteen. Okay. Right. <laughs> I didn't see that movie. Now, now, now again, I didn't see that movie till I was uh, maybe seventeen. And the reason why that is because we didn't have video cassettes back then. I mean, right now you guys can watch it on you know you can watch it on your ball sack if you want. Whoa. You know, we have whoa. All, Whoa. We have you guys all every technology. Hey, we didn't have hey, that. hey! Elon Musk missed, is not there yet. We've had that conversation, and he's working on if it. Okay, you missed, if Elon, you, I know you're listening. If you missed the movie, and it was out of the, out of the, the thing, you weren't going to see it again unless it was on late night TV, and they weren't putting an Exorcist on TV at any yeah, time. Yeah. So when I saw the movie the first time, I saw it with my grandfather, mm. and it was just him and I. And to me, it wasn't scary because I mean, I read about it over the years. I knew what to expect. And he just made a joke at the whole fucking thing. I mean, I'm sitting there going, this guy's pissing me off. You know, I want to be afraid. I want to, I want to experience this. It wasn't until I bought the DVD mm-hmm. of the director's cut yeah. when I, I actually got into the movie itself. And then you changed your underwear. And yeah, really, because <laughs> when nobody, and I said this on our last podcast, nobody was expecting that crab walk. Yeah. Because when she yeah. hung up the phone and she turned around and here's, <laughs> yeah, she come, that, that freaked me out. So... The technical aspect, I give it a 10 because I'm going to lump in the technical with the time um, and how they didn't put the crab walk in because at the time they didn't have the they didn't have a way of um, CGIing the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the wires out of it. So I'm going to give it a 10. Horror wise, definitely a 10. Mm. Okay. The Shining, I'm going to give it a 10 for horror because I love that suspense horror, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. You know, maybe the ugliness of Shelley Duvall. I mean, she was pretty fucking homely in like yeah. olive oil <laughs> you know, no offense to Shelly Duvall she's a great actress not just yeah, somebody she, looked like a, she, she had to look a, a weird like facial thing going yeah on, right? I think they like, did that to her now because you see pictures of her now or videos of her now she's a pretty good looking woman plastic surgery yeah well that, that money helps right? um, the technical aspect of the shining I'm going to give it a six and the reason I say that, and I'm not, again, I'm not a major, there's certain inconsistencies in that movie mm-hmm. that they just don't explain. And one, the, the one being the biggest one is when Jack Nicholson's character's in the overlook and he's walking towards Stuart Ullman's office. He has to go make a left, go in a room, and then make a right. But what they're showing you is straight ahead, people were walking like this, going you know, to and from a hallway. You know, walking in the hallway. Now, when Jack Nicholson makes the left, and then right there is a door, he makes the right. When you go into Stuart Ullman's room, there's a window. That window should be open to the hallway that these people were going through. But, I mean, I know it's mediocre or whatever, but it's a big deal because it really wasn't consistent. And that that that's part of the stuff, some of the stuff. And another, another scene is when little Danny's playing on, on the floor. 
Now, the rug in that movie had a distinct pattern to it. Yeah. And yeah. In, in the one scene where he's playing on the floor and he's playing with his toys, the rug is going one way. He's facing, he's sitting on a rug and it's going this way. The very next, the very same scene, but from a different angle, he's sitting here and the ball rolls to him on the ground out of nowhere. Okay. I remember. But the, if you look at the context of the rug, it's completely different. Also, you know, like the rug is flipped upside down it's or something. In, it's inverted. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, I it was this that. way. Now it's this way. It, it's yeah. it's weird. I mean, you picked that up immediately. So those two things. Maybe it goes to like well, how like how like Robock was saying that like maybe like he did that intentionally. Intentionally. I, I don't know, but you know, if he, with, with Kubrick, you never know. Yeah. But I didn't like the the um, continuity of the movie. To some, there were some parts where like, no, this doesn't fit in. You know, and and um, but. Um, for a creep factor, I'm going to give it a ten. The Exorcist, again, one of my all-time favorites. I'm going to give it a ten. So, but Rosemary's Baby for me, technic, yeah, technical wise, I, I just don't. I, I don't know. If, if it's I not up there. Yeah, to well, me, for me, it was a it was, four. For me, it was better technically than it was on the horror or you know As creep a factor. factor. A horror for me, I give it a two. If yeah. that, and that's being conservative. I, I, to me, I would. It wasn't creepy to me. It wasn't. It was a must see. You had to see this movie. You had to see it, good or bad. To, you know, to say, hey, I it's see like one it. Of those, like, honestly, I'm gonna sound like such an old man right now. <laughs> it sounds like one of those late night. Just you, just you're on your clicker and you're just. Yeah. Oh shit! This looks Rosemary's Baby. Okay, what's this about? And then you're just like. You just I mean, I would rather have the scene make a movie, the, the making of Rosemary's weird Baby, movie, bro. You know yeah. how did how did you know? But uh, to me, that, that would have been boring as well. But anyway, what are we up to now, Joe? No, I'm, we're, we're close to an hour. So I think, uh, you know, we'll end it here. And, uh, you know, everybody listening, again, go listen to our podcasts on uh, Spotify. Go listen. Jedi mind <laughs> tricks. Oh, real, real, real quick. I just want to say, Joe, I think you're being a little bit generous earlier when you said she had B cups. I'm pretty sure those are A's. Yeah, I was going to correct you on that, too. I was just like, those those were not B's, bro. Those I, were I'm, not I'm B's. Sorry. I've seen some those B's. Like I, felt, I felt some B's. As a matter of I've fact, when she was naked and walked towards the front of the boat, the only thing that ran through the back of my head was, wow, she has a real long-ass day ahead of her, doesn't I, she? I, let's, put it, let's put it this way. I could have taken my shirt off and I got bigger tits than she had. Okay. See, I mean, so there you go. It's, you're right. Um, I'm sorry. So as I was saying, old people. Uh, you know, no. go follow us on Facebook. If you're you know listening to our Facebook, listening to our YouTube right now, we have YouTube at Green Hour Media. We have a YouTube page for Green Hour Media. We also have a YouTube page for Is This Real. Um, go listen to our Spotify uh, for Is This Real and Green Hour Podcast. Uh, we have an episode coming out next week for Green Hour Podcast. It's Haunted Houses. Mm. Um, and next week, and I'll probably we'll break this up into two episodes. And we do have a big major announcement coming Halloween night. Um, uh, drop Halloween night. Where we, we'll tell everybody. Uh, we do. We are going live Halloween night on Facebook and on YouTube again. Um, but the next two episodes for Is This Real, we're going to dive deep, and this may take a while, but we're going to dive deep into the Conjuring universe. Okay. That works. For the last two episodes of uh, October for Halloween month. Now, is that going to be... Um, give me the names of the movies, because I'm only Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2. Well, Conjuring 1, movie. Conjuring 2, The Nun, uh, the Annabelle movies, all of them. All right. I didn't see the Annabelle movies, and I didn't see the Curse of whatever. Yeah, Yorna. You're not That's how you pronounce it, right, guys? No. La Llorona. La Llorona? There you go. Thank that you. One. All right, so I got to brush up on those movies. The Conjuring 1 and 2, that's not a problem. Wait, that's really, that's part of that? Yeah. 
the the curse of La Llorona. La Llorona. Hey, hey, I said that right. There you go. Uh, Honorary Spanish. Hey, give you my race. It's like it's no, pretty much. It's uh, pretty much. Oh, like, not the racist there. La, La Llorona. What a fucking La, jerk off that is. Now we just La, La lost the entire like fucking continent like of Cuba. A, a <laughs> Cuba. That like we like. None of the gays aren't listening. The blacks aren't listening. The Cubans ain't listening. What was you gonna fucking alienate? Okay. Uh, yeah. So all of them. That's a part of the Conjuring universe. I, I have not seen that movie either. I didn't know that. Though. So then we're gonna have to watch it this week. Um, I got. I just want to say, it was really good, uh, Eric, having you back in the booth. I love when you're here, Josh. You, you're welcome anytime. I would love to have you back as many times as you want to come back. It's great. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for actually inviting me for this. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I yeah, enjoyed this guy. So uh, yeah. Know. So again, keep listening to our podcast, and uh, I think, I think. This will be a good, you know, a good live thing. I just want to say one thing before you sign off. I want to say, um, whoever's listening to these podcasts, thank you so much. You're really, you're helping us out. You're, um, you are loved. You are appreciated. Yeah, well, I mean, very you know, positive you know, energy to you. We, and we hope a, you're all doing great. I know it sounds like a lot of fun, and it is. We do have a lot of fun, but we, there's a lot of work that we do do to, to put this out there. He said, do do. Um, you know, the fuck you. You owe me a soda. Jinx, <laughs> That's our budget. Everybody gets a soda. <laughs> so, that's the budget for the podcast. A cold soda is more. I'm sorry, that's guys. The for the podcast. That's the budget for the podcast. A soda. <laughs> so, good night, everybody, and thanks night, for listening. Yes. Good night. Good night. Thank you.